I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Greg Ducharme. Greg, hey, buddy. What's going on, Rick? I like that. It's a little road game for both of us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No matter where we are in the world, the First Cut is going to give you round-by-round round recaps. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that will stop us. And I mean, look, this is, this is the playoffs. This is a big-time golf course. This is a big-time event. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, Playoffs. Adam, thank you, Adam. You kidding Scott, me? Adam Scott wouldn't miss it for the world. A Friday, sixty-nine, two under par. But Greg, he was rolling. The only blemish was the double that he made on seventeen, which I was at seventeen for a lot today. It's hard to make double there. That played under par on Friday. Uh, outside of that, it was it was it was flawless. But he's still going to head into the weekend as your thirty-six hole leader for the seventeenth time in his career. Yeah, it's um, it, it's really rather impressive, um, what what Adam Scott did today, and I, I enjoy watching him. Anytime you get Adam Scott in contention, it's really fun to watch because he's he, that golf swing is just so pleasant to look at, um, and and he's hitting the ball really really nicely, especially with his irons, um, which I thought was a really interesting thing yesterday. Where, uh, you know, we were so high, at least I was, on distance heading into the week. And yesterday, it was not distance. It was iron play, right? It was proximity to the hole, all the guys near the top. And I I think today we saw some of the longer hitters kind of migrate their way up the leaderboard as that lead of, you know, it, it didn't even, it got to 10 at one point. Adam Scott got to 10, but the lead's only at eight now. And I I think that's going to be a really interesting mix. But the thing about Adam Scott is he's kind of a mixture of both. You've been saying this for a couple of weeks, Rick. He's up and down in a lot of areas. And in in a way, that's almost a good thing right now because he's he's 11th in the field right now in driving distance, which is plenty long to compete. And he's 10th approaching the green. Um, so while a lot of his work has been done on the greens, second and strokes game putting, um, I still think it's a pretty nice profile and he's looking really strong. 
this what he's trying to accomplish is like the playoff sprint, right? So he got into the FedEx St. Jude Championship. He was 77th, which means he did not have his spot locked up for this week. Well, he finished T5 in Memphis, moved to 45th in the FedEx Cup standings, which Greg, as you know, only 30 are moving on. So he has work to do to get to the tour championship. And if it ended like this, he'd move to third and then he'd give himself to uh, a chance to win the FedEx Cup. So this is the epitome, obviously lots of golf still to be played, not only this week, but this season, but this is the epitome of getting hot at the right time. Yes. Um, and you know, there was a lot of question marks about Adam Scott, when he was playing in some of these summer events, um, which was what he played, he played the Wyndham and he played, was it, it was either three M or rocket. I off right. the top of my head, I can't like, think of which. Why is he here? Right? Why, why is he here? You look at his schedule and it's all majors and invitationals, but it's clear to me that his mission is to not only make it to East Lake, but he wants, he wants to win the FedEx cup and who can blame him? Uh, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I want to win the super bowl. Okay. Of, of course you do. So that's the reason why he he played those events. And now you're starting to see that pay off. Instead of coming into the playoffs rusty, where you probably end up being a one and done if you're Adam Scott. He comes in with a couple of tournaments consecutively, playing a little bit of a schedule. He finds himself in a little bit of form. And now here he is with a chance to win a playoff event. And, and ultimately, if he does, like you said, he's going to have a chance to win the tour championship. You have to get in to the top five if you really want to have a, a realistic chance at winning the tour championship and, um, and winning the BMW can certainly put you in that position. Adam Scott's sitting pretty right now. It's not going to be easy to win because the leaderboard behind Adam Scott is shaping up in a big, big way. What I'll do is I'll just loop this into the larger live odds conversation. So what we'll do first is take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Uh, while Jacob pulls up the live odds from Caesars, if you could, Jacob, let me just read some of the names here, Greg, in a four-way tie for second. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, Cameron Young. Corey Connors. Jordan Spieth. They're all one back. Spieth. Uh, made a late, he went out late on Friday, made a charge, actually got to eight under before bogeying 18. But just just those four lurking are enough to 
to have Adam Scott with like the fourth or fifth shortest odds on the betting board. Yes, which which really makes sense. Uh, and you didn't mention Rory McIlroy, who's in tied six. He's only two shots back. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, our defending champion of the BMW. All three of those guys are only two shots back. And with the lead at only eight under par, Rick, you start looking down the board a little bit and you have a, a Will Zalatoris um, sitting at three under par, Justin Thomas sitting at three under par, Colin Morikawa sitting at three under par. These guys are only five back with two rounds of golf left. And so, and, and by the way, the guys that are at three under par are tied 22nd. So there is, you know, a, a significant portion of this field. It's not quite half. The, I mean, if, if you think the two unders who are six back still have a chance, well, you're talking about half the field, more than half the field at that point, having a realistic chance uh, being in the mix in this event. And that makes it even more difficult for Adam Scott. He, he hasn't separated. He hasn't or, um, eliminated some of those guys yet. Where if he finished, if he avoided that double bogey at 17, made par there, let's say he got in at 10 under, I think the three unders are out. And it's likely that the four unders are, you know, they become borderline. But now I, I think the three unders and maybe a two under or two still have a realistic chance in this thing. Yeah, Jacob, leave this one up for me here as I compare the odds to the leaderboard here. So Scotty Scheffler, four and a half to one. He's the favorite. He's one shot back. Rory McIlroy, as you mentioned, Greg, uh, two shots back. He's plus 650. Cam Young, one shot back, seven and a half to one. Adam Scott, our leader, eight and a half to one. Jordan Spieth who is one shot back. Uh, Jordan Smith 10 to one. I, I'm shocked that books are going to let that name potentially burn them. And then you get the Xander Shoffley, who's only two back 11 to one Patrick Cantlay, who is only two back 11 to one. I, I mean, th this is, this is about as good as it gets heading into a weekend. Yes. Uh, and for, for so many reasons, um, it's, it's really a mixed bag here, but I think you're going to start to see this leaderboard take shape over the weekend. It did, it did today, quite frankly, you could see everybody jockey into position and get themselves in the mix. But, um, I, I think it, it's very easy to look at the board and just see the top, you know, the top five guys and, and think that your winner's going to come out of there. But at the same time, it's easy to forget the McElroy's, the Cantlay's and the Shoffley's and that group at only two back, I think is really dangerous. And Xander Shoffley, a no cut specialist, at this point, that's probably irrelevant, but he's in, he's been a no-cut specialist through his career. He won back-to-back -back events not long ago, and he leads the field in strokes gained approach the green, and you know that he has plenty of distance. I, I am looking at Xander Shoffley's profile right now, and it, I'm licking my chops at it. And he can almost, in a way, you know, he's almost forgotten, and he, and he shouldn't be. He's going to have a really good chance over the weekend. So there are a lot of good options there, but some of my favorites, Cam Young, um, I, I would include Rory McIlroy still, and I would include Xander Shoffley as probably my top three favorites heading into the weekend. The two that stood out to me were Young and Shoffley. Uh, Xander, yeah. as you mentioned, first in strokes gained approach, second from tee to green, 49th in putting. Then you look at Cam Young, sixth on approach, third from tee to green, about middle of the pack in putting and he's generally a very a very good putter and he made young that is made a couple of bogeys uh late in his round or else he'd be you know eight or nine under par so yeah i i definitely think there's there's value i kind of just you know scrolled past this 10 to 1 for jordan spieth who got hot on friday 
Uh, usually books do not want to get burned on Jordan Spieth. I think we might have talked about this on Monday. It's like there's a big question mark around Jordan Spieth in the state of his game, but if he was in it on the weekend, he was going to be dangerous. Well, now he's in it on the weekend, Greg. Yes. Uh, he and, and look, Jordan is the guy that – this is the crazy thing about Jordan this year, and it's a big part of the question marks. He's third right now in driving distance for the week. He's third. He's averaging 331 off the tee. He averaged 340 today off the tee. So, I mean, you can't take the distance part of this. Uh, you can't take the driving aspect, which is normally a big concern for Jordan, and loop that in here. Um, and and you know what he has. You know what kind of abilities he has when it comes down to the wire and winning golf tournaments. He knows how to do that. He can. He gained strokes putting today, which, yeah. um, but he's not leaning on the putting which I think is a really good sign. Um, I mean, he's only, even though he gained strokes today, he's, he's only made, he was 61 feet of putts yesterday, 71 feet of putts today. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he had a day where he just really filled it up and made 123 feet of putts for a day or something along those lines. So Jordan's a, a fascinating case here. And I don't think he should be ignored because you know, it, it's a, again, it's a really big golf course. It, it doesn't feel like when you watch it, a Jordan Spieth style, but I combine two things, his distance, what he's doing this week, and, which is kind of unique for Jordan through his entire career. Not that he's been short, but he hasn't, you know, in a big event like this with all the big hitters, you're not seeing Jordan Spieth third in distance. And then the other thing is, Remember back in 2019 at the PGA Championship, the biggest golf course of big golf courses, Bethpage Black, Jordan Spieth comes in tied third. And I, I think there are some potential similarities there for him. So, I, yeah, I, I really like Jordan as well. Uh, I was just kind of scrolling through. I don't have the official number, but my, my eye check, I think there's only three guys who are basically inside the top 30 of all four strokes gained categories. I think it's Adam Scott. I think it's Kurt Kitayama, and I believe it's Jordan Spieth. This well-rounded approach over the course of the first two days, not reliant on one thing, no specific hole in one aspect. Uh, before we get out of here, Greg, uh, there there have been a couple of disappointments. You know, John Rahm um, was better today than he was yesterday, so he's gone 73-71. That's good for a one-over T53, and Tony Finau, who bounced back from a 77 on Thursday, shot a 3-under-68, on Friday, but still only moved up four spots. He's T60. These are two guys we were expecting a lot more out of. Yeah, well, they seem to check all the boxes coming in, right? They're really long. John Rahm was hitting the ball beautifully. He's coming off a tied fifth finish last week. And we know that Tony Finau has really turned the tide. Um, my concern coming in on Finau was that maybe it would, you know, the, the streak could end at some point. He's bound to have a down week. Not that the streak is over. I'm not saying Tony Finas, you know, what we what we saw from him over the last two weeks is done now. I'm not saying that. It's just you're likely to see a down week at some point. And, you know, there's a, a even though the golf course seemed like such a good fit, there's always a chance that can happen. But John Rahm's the really surprising one. He seemed to be trending in the right direction to me. Um, I, I put it, like I said multiple times, I put a big emphasis on driver. And there are... Uh, you're hard to find. I don't think there's a better driver in the game than John Rahm. So I thought this golf course would be perfect for him. And it's kind of been emblematic of his entire year where he's driven the ball quite well. And everything else is kind of 
um, hit or miss. And so far this week, it's been it's been a miss. Yeah, he's not. Hi, Jacob. Yeah, I was just going to say, you really hate this for John Rom being Mark Immelman's pick and one and done this week. Uh, okay, who do the fans have? The fans have Joaquin Neiman. Oh, man. Wow. Man, uh, who did I go with? Oh, uh, yeah, Cameron Young. So, who did we'll I see. go with? Uh, you had uh, Tom Kemp. Where is Tom Kemp? And I went with Hovland. I'm still scrolling and I haven't found him yet. 48th. Hovland's 40. Uh, okay, so Tom Kim and Victor Hovland, both T48. Joaquin Neiman is, he played with Victor today, uh, T11. So so if 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 Mark gets uh, just a few bucks from Rom and Neiman can, you know, get a couple hundred, it's going to be real, real tight going to the Tour Championship. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good but time. But still, I think it's important to note um, for all of us here, you're talking about in the case of Hovland and Kim, who are at even only eight strokes separating them in the lead. And there's a with a with a good weekend with a morning or you know an earlier tea time tomorrow than the leaders. There's a, a really strong opportunity for them to close the gap. Uh, Rom sitting at two over with his ability can close the gap as well. So this is the beauty of no cut events. You can see, and on really difficult golf courses, you can see a, a dramatic change um, in two rounds. Uh, yeah, because uh, I think somebody pointed out in the chat or kind of alluded to it. Uh, seven under was the first round lead. Eight under right. was the second round lead. This, right. this, it's, it's, it's tightening. For sure. Yeah, it, it reminds me in a way of Beth Page Black, that PGA Championship where Kepka goes out and shoots 65. I know he he continued to extend the lead, but it was really tough for everybody else. And you hang around par and you're you can be all right. So green started to brown out later in the afternoon. The rough is getting a lot longer, yeah. which is why I think the long hitters are going to start to kind of rise to the top of this leaderboard as they did today. I think that'll continue in stronger form. Um, and certainly Rom and uh, well, John Rom definitely fits that category. So you might see him make a move tomorrow. All right. We'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, when the final putt drops or at some point shortly after we'll come live for a recap episode. Uh, but for now, Big thanks to producer Jacob. There's all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharm available on Twitter at the real GFD. And you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.